Welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and you know this guy, this one guy, this dude, this family, this man who lives somewhere else in the world. That's a really big intro for me. Hey, I'm the rum guy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we have a amazing, sexy guest today. You already introduced me, Wayne. Not you. You're not a oh, guest, asshole. Sorry. You've been on the show a billion times. Technically, this this gentleman's been on. This will be your third visit to our show, um, and I'm gonna. His name is Michael Del Pizzo. I, I, I'm sure I just screwed up your name again, but that's what I do. No, that was right. That was right. Oh, that good. Right, All right, good. I took it. It only takes me three times to get it correct. You know. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> he is the singer from Sunflower Dead, and uh, yeah, like I said, he's been on the show a few times, and we love having him on. So that's why we. Dug him back up. Said, "Come on back." And on. you've been extremely busy. Uh, yes. Um, the last time we talked to you, your uh, your album, uh, "It's Time to Get Weird," uh, that that was happening. Yep, it was right. happening. And, and now you've got this new one, uh, which made uh, your. I'm going to assume your 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 2018, the the last year, must have been insanely crazy. With you guys, have been doing nothing but touring. Well, I mean, we've we've only done one tour for this new album, but it just was so much preparation with this new album to get it ready, get a record label, you know, get a new band, change the image, the, the new sound. You just kind of, we reinvented ourselves. So it was, it was just a really huge undertaking over, um, you know, the course of 2018. So um, we were very busy doing that. We were able to get one tour in at the end of 2018. And now, you know, we're getting ready to get back on the road here in 2019. And as the song is going up the charts on radio, that's helping us. So we should have some tour dates very shortly. Yeah, Victim seems to be getting a lot of airplay, which is very, very cool. Yeah, it's super cool because we haven't had a song on the radio since our, our single, It's Time to Get Weird. And that was back in 2016. So, you know, as far as everyone's concerned, even though we never went away, you know, in, in the industry's eyes, you kind of go away. But um the, the reaction's been really good, and it's uh, very steadily climbing those charts and about to break the top 40, and uh, we're, we're pretty happy about that. So in about another week or two, we'll be in the top 40 and going a little higher. So it's everything's all good with that. And so, you know, tour dates will be coming. It's a so great tune, man. Thank you. You're Appreciate welcome. it very much. Welcome, I mean, man. everything I've heard so far that you, you've, you've put out has been great. But this this album, you said uh, you mentioned a re like a reinventing of it i mean it's even your stage shows a bit different from what i've seen on the live performances on, on recordings and things like that uh, it's i mean everything i mean this this album to me is is it's it, it's it's different in a lot of respects than than your past albums it's it's a completely different book if you will it's a different story so i mean how did this album and this reinvention come about through, I mean, what was what was that process? How did that just did it just pop up one day, or, or how did that happen? No, it definitely didn't pop up. It definitely, um, I mean, kind of like the theory behind Sunflower Dead is to kind of always be in the moment, be where we are at that specific time, and and not be afraid of where pretty much where the universe is going to you know lead us to go. Not to be too hippie esque or anything, because I'm definitely not that guy. But um, uh, you know, we while we were touring, it's time to get weird record. We were on tour within this moment, and um, I just started having, you know, ideas and visions of the band without makeup because I, I was starting to see things like, 
that was becoming the the, the focus and the precedent and the, the music not on our end but on people's end was a secondary thing i felt mm. some people were not actually hearing what we had to offer because the thing is with music people hear what they see so if you dress up like zombies right. which we were that's what they're seeing and that's what they associate us with not the music and i guess that was starting to bug me so when we got home from the tour, touring cycle um I, I mentioned it to the guys, and they're like, "Yeah, maybe, maybe not." And then we actually had two members. Our rhythm section decided not to continue on with us, so we were like, "Okay, well, looks like we're gonna get a new rhythm section here." And the guys said to me that they wanted to write a more focused, more heavy, more direct, emotionally record, not so tongue in cheek, not so, you know, kind of covered up in metaphor. They really wanted me to lyrically get get right to the point and they wanted to write some a little bit darker a little heavier and um you know big bigger grooves more groove oriented show a little bit more of what we have musically and i was like okay well then maybe now is the time to drop the makeup and so when we decided we decided we'll we'll, we'll write the record and see what it sounds like and then see if we need the makeup and then when we heard the songs the demos of the songs we all were like the three of us well we just don't need that show for this record it just the music speaks for itself, and um, you know we were like we were we were fine with it, and and we knew we were gonna do it months before we told anyone, but we started putting out little teasers and little things on our personal pages to show people like what we were gonna do to kind of warm them up because you know it's, it's it's if you do something for like five years straight and you push you know the, the image and the makeup and then all of a sudden you switch one day. It might get you a lot of attention, but it's hard to digest for the people that are into what you're doing. So we kind of broke it slowly. And then we would show them some song clips of us jamming or recording. And then, you know, by the time the music came out and and the the video for Victim came out, I think it all made sense to everyone who had ever been into Sunflower Dead, where we were going and what we were doing. And it wasn't so much like a a big shock to 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 our already fans. Well, this this really um, I, I kind of dig it. I, I as soon as as soon as I saw the the uh, the first video that you guys put out for this new album and I'm like, I, I see it, it is it's kind of just dropping the makeup itself. Uh, to me, it, it really did uh, uh, it, it, that in itself, uh, you know, knowing your band and, and following the band and uh, seeing seeing you guys where you've come come from up to this point and then dropping that 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 image that you had uh that was dramatic in itself but then you add this the 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 music uh this this is a much uh more i don't know what the word i'm looking for is mature maybe, album. uh orchestra it's very orchestrated mm-hmm. it's very it, it's it's very layered it's a dramatic album right. uh the the music is insanely intense uh, your vocals are, are, are spot on, man. you you can feel, yeah, you can feel the song through, through what you're saying. Uh, and, and, and the, the men in the band, good Lord, dude, your, your percussion, your, your fucking guitarists are, are insane. I mean, they, it is amazing to listen to. And it's just like, it's like you're watching a story unfold. It's right, very, very true. cool. Yeah, it, it is It is a dramatic record. And, and the one thing I did say to Jabu, who's actually sitting right next to me, because um, he's our lead guitarist, and, and I said to him, I said, I really want you to shine on this one. You know, show people, start showing people what you have, you know, because they weren't getting it when with what we were doing. So, you know, really start letting it out. And, and I think that's a combination of 
you know, not only the, the playing, but there, there's a, a, a big, there's a big emotional weight on this record that just carries through the entire thing. And it makes the album very muscular, even when we get soft and, and, you know, there's some acoustic moments on the record and some of the songs, but it's just this big muscular emotional weight that, that is a vibe that we haven't really a hundred percent explored fully on a record yet and on this one we did it and we are extremely happy with that and it took me the longest to come around to it because i was still in the mindset of where we were and the guys were telling me no 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 we, we got to go this way and then finally when i heard like the finished version of the record i was like oh man these guys were totally right this is this is where i want to be so it was a, an interesting hard process for me but in, it worked out well you know, it's great is it it's still you i mean it's it's, right. it's your sound i mean wayne i mean it, it it's it's you you heard it i mean it's yeah like, of course it's 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 more like i was saying it's more of a uh it's kind of like uh more of a mature album it's very very good very i mean it's good. it's it's very it's very well laid out to me and i i'm gonna say this it's gonna come across very weird maybe I, 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 if you take this wrong i don't mean it to, to come out wrong at all Okay. Uh, yeah, but listening to this album, and then listening to uh, to the other two albums, this this album to me is almost a um, oh god, this is going to sound overly corny. Um, <laughs> it, this is this is going to sound uh, it, it's more of a uh, if this was a movie, if your if your if your album was a movie soundtrack to me, this is the soundtrack to an amazing prequel to the two that you did. This is the power. This is. This is like right. a like almost a, a uh, oh I don't know a, a, a rebirth album I don't know if, if that That's makes exactly any sense. It. It's a rebirth. That's right. a, in, in in our in our bio on our one sheet it says this is the rebirth of Sunflower. Oh Dead. shit! I nailed it. Awesome. Yeah. And not <laughs> only that, what's funny is we, we we really had a hard time titling the record. In fact, our manager titled the record because we didn't have one. So he was like, just call it Coma. And we're like, why? He goes, I don't know. It sounds cool. So we we went we went with Coma, but we're like, oh, that works. But like. Really, we were, we kept calling the record the Nolan record because to us, when we were writing these songs, it felt like the Christopher Nolan Batman. <laughs> as opposed, That's so as, good. As opposed to, you know, the Tim Burton Batman. Both are good in their own regard, but one's a little campy and corny, and one's like dead serious and and, and dark and, and brooding. And that's awesome. And exactly, and that's where we are now. We're we're in our Christopher Nolan phase, without a doubt. I know? I so, really like that. That that's. A really awesome way of putting it. Really, it's fantastic because I I agree. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it. We almost called the record Nolan. You know, we literally were like that was the fine in the final three, and then we're like, yeah, but like, what the hell does that mean to people? You know, so so you know, like Jabusa, he's like, oh, the Nolan record. He still calls it that, but you know, we just went with Coma. And we're like, yeah, and now I love the fact that it's called Coma, even though it has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> it's not in the lyrics. There's no song Coma. But it just he, our manager said coma, and we said, "Yeah, that works. That's great. Let's do it." Like, cause sometimes we're like real easy like that. We're just like, you know, it's not a a big like discussion. Like, oh my god, you know, what's the right thing? It's like, oh, that works. Cool, do it. That's so now, nice. What <laughs> is your? You got there, there, there's two of you there. What are your two personal favorites on this album? Uh, my two favorite songs are the last song on the album is called Turn Away. And mm -hmm. that's a song that almost didn't make the record because Jabu, 
who wrote the song by himself completely. We basically had a deadline by August of by, by July 30 or 31st, whatever the last day of July is, um, 2017. We had to have all the demos submitted because we started pre-production with our producer two weeks later. So we had to have all the demos submitted so everyone could know what was going on. And the last friggin' day, Jabu goes, I got another song and he's to write vocals for. It. And I was like, you son of a bitch. I was like, I don't want to write any more vocals. <laughs> you know? So he hands me this song, Turn Away. And I just listened to it. I walked in his office. And I started yelling at him. I said, you're the biggest asshole I know. You're such a jerk. How could you do this to me? And by the way, I love this song. I think it's the best thing you've ever written. I hate you. So, like, I just went home that day and I wrote the, the lyrics to that song and the vocals. And um, I just had this feeling of what it would be. And, you know, the, the band never heard what I did. The band didn't hear his version of the demo, really. They heard it, but they were like, whatever. Then we learned it in pre-production, but they didn't hear my vocals. Only the producer did. So we just kind of like put it together. And it just was like, wow, it was, it's just it's 100 percent Jabu's writing style and 100 percent my vocal style without anybody interfering. If that makes well, sense. I'll tell you what, that, that's awesome. That song is very, very tight. It is yeah. really, really thought out. And I, I really dig that song. I got to agree with you on that one. Uh, what's and another then, you one know, you got? Oh, what's another? My other favorite one probably is the song "The Biggest Mistake," just because that song, and and we went over this with the producer, in in theory, musically shouldn't work because it's literally so bipolar. If you listen to it part <laughs> to part, mm -hmm. it yeah, shouldn't work. And even he was like, "How is this really going to work?" And Jabu kept going, "No, trust me, it works. It works musically. It works in the scales." He goes, it, "Mathematically, it works." He goes, "It works." And we were like, "But it's so all over the place." But then when we heard the finished product, we all were like, "Wow." That song shows Sunflower Dead to me, along with Turn Away, on a different level, emotionally combined with the musicality. It's very, it's very much with. a power ballad, and to me, I don't. I mean, to me, it's a very much. It's got that, those that that ballad-driven. Um, it's still hard. Don't get me wrong, but it's yeah, got. Yeah. It's like a ballad with a message, whatever that message is. It's one of those. The way the way it's the musically, it's great, uh, or the way the words are laid out. It's it's it's. One of those things where I'm sure you have a message behind it, but it's it leaves it for interpretation, which is great totally. for anybody who's listening to it. Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, I tried to not do that as much on this record, but, yeah, that one just kind of has that thing, and it, and it works. And it literally does, like, the biggest mistake literally does, like, almost everything I do vocally is in that song. It's like the whole kitchen sink is in that song. You know, it gets <laughs> the heaviest it gets on the record. It's the most beautiful it gets on the record. Like, I sing in almost every possible way I sing. That would make sense with Sunflower Dad. I mean, it's all in that in that song. And it's just like, and it's one we want to bring into the live setting and we're going to work on it, but it's really difficult because there's so much going on. It's like, okay, you have to pick and choose like what we're going to, you know, uh, show live with it because we're not a band that's going to go up there with backing tracks or any of that stuff. It's just not for us. So we have right. to kind of figure out how we're going to get that one across. It's a tough one. I mean, it really is a, a big, big song. So they're my two favorite, just because emotionally, I think we just nailed those on the head. And it's strange because uh, I agree with you totally on both of those. But the one that I listen to that I really dig, I really, really dig the song, is uh, Kept Down. Oh, wow. Right on. To me, that song uh, uh, on the album, I, I, you've got a lot of... Uh, uh, there's a lot of work in every one of those songs, but the complexity uh, in that song to me is it, it, it's it's great. I mean, right it's a, really uh, the only and, and the one thing I'm kind of like, well, damn, man, I can't find a video for that song. 
Oh, well, yeah, we, we haven't played it live yet. And uh, uh-huh. we've only done the one <laughs> tour. So we, I mean, there's only nine songs on the record and we're actually already playing like six or seven of them, sure. but we haven't played that one live yet. And, um, um, like, I wasn't sure about that one. Like, I fought the guys on that song the entire time because I was like, are you sure you want me to do this kind of song, like, with this heavy of a verse and, and you know, this chaotic of a song? And they were like, yeah, it's fucking dope. And I was like, are you sure? And then <laughs> even when we were, we were like, like, putting the record together, I was like, are you sure? Because we actually recorded 11 songs, and there's only nine on the record. So there's two yeah. more that are going to come out later because they're both great songs and i was like are you sure you want this one and not the other one we held off because one we held off is a radio song and it's awesome and we'll probably go to radio when this album cycle is done to me to me this is this is going to be on the radio to me if you if you (laughs) were to start playing this live and this gets picked up good lord man this is you're going to be this is this is it this and i've i've had some other people listen to it and they're like holy shit this is awesome like yes that's That's the song That's, and you know what? Some people have felt that like, that's great. You know, it's, it's, a, it's one of those songs. It's a, it's not a hard one to do. It's just, um, I just was not sure about it. I was and, and Jamie, our other guitar player was like, no, this song just grooves and crushes. And I was like, all right. I was like, cause we're not like a, not one person of the three of us has the lead in the band. It's like, right. well, what do you think? What do you think? All right. If you feel that strongly, let's go that way. You know, it's all good. And then it's if it doesn't democracy. work, we don't, we don't uh, get mad at the other person if something fails. Just go, oh, well, let's try something else. You know? Well, fucking Jamie earned some pie. Someone has got to buy that man a fucking pie because he, <laughs> he got the gold star today. <laughs> right on. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, you guys have been just crazy busy. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's it's absolutely amazing. But that's great, and, though. I mean, you know, is. that is fantastic. I love to see people that we know succeed. And you guys are definitely, definitely deserve it. I mean, I you guys have been in the, in the business for a while now. I mean, individually, yeah. you've all been playing for a long time. Long time. Um, and uh, here's an oddball question for you, and I'm, yeah. I'm sure you've been asked before. Um, uh, all the guys in the band, you, I mean, you've, you've got families, you've got mm-hmm. significant others. Uh, how does that balance out for you guys? Is it hard to do that type of touring uh, when you've got people at home or they go with you? Or how does that work for you guys? Nobody comes with us. Um, it, it, it's hard. Well, for I've got some, some time off if you guys if needs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? Be careful. You, you know, I'm not quite sure you really want to do that. It's not the easiest thing to be around <laughs> sunflower dead on the road. But, uh, you know, some dudes like like have families and they miss things and it's really difficult. And there's there's really difficult days on the road from sure. that. Um, some of us like I have a girlfriend. I don't have children. So. You know, it it is difficult, but, um, you know, we balance it out our own way. Um, Some of the dudes are single, so it's just everyone has their own thing. I mean, if you're going to do this and you're going to tour, you know, you already know what you're getting into. So it's like, you know, it's kind of why we we uh, we lost our, our, our rhythm section before is because, you know, life got in the way. They had to make some adult decisions, you know, and I think when you don't handle and balance out your life correctly, eventually life's going to. You know, knock you down and say, okay, you have to grow up a little bit. But me, Jabu, Jamie are actually on top of our lives, so we're able to do this. It's it's it's, right. it is a tough balance, though. I mean, it's it's planning. Yeah. You know, you you've got to get life in order in every aspect first before you can just usually do anything. If you want to be responsible about it, I mean, you could just say without a doubt. Yeah, you, know, you could just say fuck it. I'm gonna 
you know, live in my van. But uh, you know, we all get to a point in our lives we're too old to fucking live in our van. Down by yeah, the you river. don't want to be in. You don't want to be living in the van. It's tough, you know. <laughs> and we actually we did our last tour. We went out in a van because it was a small tour. And, it was all right because we're in hotels every night, but you know it's much easier to be in the RV or a bus and and sure. But you got to do what you got to do, and and we're all we're all set to it. And another thing is, is we believe in it. We believe in the record, you know. And it's it's uh, that's really the important thing. If you kind of believe in what you're doing, you're willing to put up with a lot more bullshit than if you just were throwing something against the wall and saying, well, let's see if anybody likes it. Like, right. I be- I believe in the emotion of this record, and it took me a while, but I, it's it's legit. Like it's something that I think if it does catch fire. It's really going to catch fire. Oh, it's definitely going to catch fire. It's going to fucking burn your hand. Okay. <laughs> it's fine with me, man. I'll buy some gloves, man. No worries. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, it's at that time, like I told you before, man, we, we're doing some different things on our show now. Uh, so we're going to take a, a few minutes break here, and uh, we're going to let this segment play. We have actually a new segment we're going to premiere today on the okay. show with you. Uh, it's called Heroes and Heels. Uh, okay. Not not heroes in heels, although I, yeah. I think these two guys probably do wear heels because they're a little weird. Uh, yeah. But um, <laughs> it's actually it's actually a wrestling segment. These guys are they they analyze different things and stuff like that on on wrestling and amazing. stuff like that. It's they, pretty they good. Uh, so okay. everybody, sit back and here's uh here's our new segment: Heroes and Heels. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for Heroes and Heels with Tricky Ricky and the Enforcer. Welcome to Heroes and Heels. This is Tricky Ricky. And with them is the Enforcer. The Enforcer. What kind of name is that? Um, It's better than fucking Tricky Ricky. Sounds like a fucking gay stripper. <laughs> well, Tricky Ricky's got tricks. I think Tricky Ricky does tricks. <laughs> but <laughs> And if I do, it does not matter. Hey, you got to get mine, you got to get yours, huh? That's it. So, uh, what are we talking about here today? Uh, we're supposed to be talking about some wrestling, but uh, all we seem to be talking about is uh, Ricky doing tricks. Doing tricks. But uh, <laughs> I guess we can start, you know, last week... Uh, Early last week, a little behind, like always, we uh, we lost one of the greats of uh, the wrestling world, Mean Gene Oakland. R.I.P. Yeah, I mean he was uh, he was he was up there. You know, if you didn't know anything about wrestling, you knew Hulk Hogan, and you knew him in the mustache. You did not have to watch wrestling to know who Mean Gene Oakland was. That's it. I mean, I don't want to give away my age, but uh, if you you know as old as I am, the Saturday morning cartoon version was uh you know with the rock and wrestling and all. Probably don't know about that trick. Man, you're a little bit older than me, Bubba. Yeah, now I don't give him something to YouTube when he gets on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just I don't know one of those guys that you know you thought would live forever, just a legend. 
I mean, he was a player in all your, you know, huge promotions, WWE, spent time in WCW. He was just, uh, he was a great asset. He, uh, he made you really want to watch the matches. Some of the, like the, the best matches in, uh, in history, you know, Andre and Hulk Hogan. It was the best at hyping these things up into legendary matches. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, the ultimate hype, man. Exactly. I don't think there's anybody in the business like him now. I mean, I think the last great one, you know, other than him might have been Paul, or I don't even call him Paul Heyman, Paul Lee Dangerously from his ECW days. He conducted a hell of an interview as well, but uh, I'd have to put them up there as like one, two, and then Gorilla Monsoon at number three, but I guess they all dead if you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> true that, true that, true that. But, um, yeah, and then uh, another topic we wanted to touch on is the whole uh, Chris Manwall debate. There's been uh, some fake news lately. Uh, saying been some Facebook post going around saying that it, he's finally being inducted into the WWE uh, yeah. Hall of Fame. Which, you know, we all know if it's on Facebook, it's got to be true. Of course, of course. So, of course, I went and Googled it, and there's no fucking say-so whatsoever. Not a mention at all. So I tracked down the page that had the original post saying this and you know i started looking through the comments and got a lot of hate in there and they also have some sympathizers i can i can totally understand why i believe he should be in there what's your opinions i also agree i think he should be in there you can't hold it against his the career that this guy had chris fucking benoit had a hell of a career i mean every way he won he he you know everywhere he went he won you know ECW, WCW, WWF, yeah. And I mean, four horsemen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was the the fucking shining star of the, the, one of the last incarnations of the, you know, the uh, four horsemen, so. And part of the business is, you know, you take some bumps. Exactly. A lot of bumps, and these bumps took a toll on him, and concussion after concussion, so this shit brings on mental illness. You may do things that you normally wouldn't do. Exactly. And, so, I mean, you know, let's be honest. We've all wanted to choke the shit out of our wives at one point or another, uh, you know. Uh, uh, through, through a fucking wall. I mean, if, if if the wife does happen to listen to this shit, I'm just joking. But uh, in all serious. He's joking. He's joking. Yeah. Just because I'm scared she'd shoot me. But that's neither here nor there. But uh, I really do believe that he gave his fucking his life yeah he, he gave his body to the sport i mean when he wrestled it's not like that little you know the pussy shit you see today it was he was taking bumps he was i mean one of his finishers off was a, the top exactly head fucking first i mean how many times do you expect a man to bounce his head off of you know another balls. man's yeah you know it's just you know i don't know why so, you brought up balls i always think crispin wall <laughs> it's a flying head butt not a flying nut butt but uh <laughs> That's it, tricky, it, Ricky again. We, we call it like we see it. So, I mean, the, you know, I think it's terrible that his wife and his child, you know, was uh, was murdered and, and he committed suicide and whatnot. But I, I, I really don't think that people, you know, sports figures and all, make it into Hall of Fames and, you know, the great mentions based on their, their personal lives. I mean, it's not like we're giving them a role model of the year award. You know, we're giving them wanted him to get an award for what he did in the ring and in the ring you can't you can't take nothing away from him you know you can't debate it Uh, also i saw a video where 
Hornswoggle was on some podcast. I, I can't remember what podcast he was on, but he was interviewed and he was asked about the whole Chris Benoit situation. And he kind of leads it to believe where he thinks someone murdered Chris Benoit and his family and set it up because there is no motive. What motive does Chris Benoit have to kill his wife and kid? Exactly. Exactly. And then if if I'm remembering the story correctly on uh, Wikipedia, the Sunday night when he no showed the pay-per-view, there was reports from a wiki informer from the Connecticut area, which is home office to WWE and all of that. Um, there was reports that they was all murdered or whatever. And then Monday night he comes out or well, he doesn't come out, of course. But uh, Vince yeah. McMahon comes yeah, out, the gives tribute. him yeah, the 10 bell salute, um, you know, blah, 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 mourning his death. And then Tuesday they find out. So if supposedly the bodies wasn't found till Monday. How, how do we, you know, on Sunday, it's just too much of a coincidence to say somebody in the Connecticut area uploaded to uh, Wikipedia about his death and the death of his wife and his kid. You know, it's just a little too uh, suspicious for me, you know? It don't add up. No, it's not, not at all. Up. Not at all. So, like I said, I, I know that there's haters out there who want to hold on to this murderer persona, but... I feel he he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. That, Me as well. <clears throat> Me as well. Just how I feel. And, um, I mean, I guess we'll just have to go out there and say, like, you know, these are our views. It's our personal views. That, that's it. I mean, if, if you agree with us, great. If not, stop being a pussy. Stop being a pussy. If yeah. you don't agree, leave some comments. Yeah. I mean, for the four people that's probably actually going to listen to this segment, I don't want to piss all y'all off week one. Just wait. Because I'm sure we'll we'll get around to it, you know. I mean, it's it's uh it's a wrestling show, but I'm sure there'll be dick and ball jokes, and uh, you know. If you have a problem with it, you can call in on the hotline one eight hundred fuck you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Fuck you. And uh, if you don't uh, if you don't get through the first time, just just keep trying. We'll get to you shortly. <laughs> but uh. So back to wrestling, back to wrestling. Um, Royal Rumble coming up, January twenty seventh. Rumble. One of the biggest things for me is who's going to be the surprise entrant. I feel like the last few years they haven't really had too many big surprise entrants like they used to have. I agree. They used I to agree. have celebrities popping out. I mean, I think really the last great one was when uh, AJ Styles debuted. At uh, WrestleMania, no, excuse right. me, at uh, Royal Rumble, right, like right, what right. two, three years ago. I mean, I don't, I don't like to see the fucking has-beens. Like, how many times can Goldust be a fucking surprise entrant? You know, how many times can Kane come? I mean, doesn't he have a fucking town to run or something? Being Boy, a mayor, and whatnot? yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, you know. Let's bring in some of these. You Isn't know, he back on the show now, like weekly. Yeah, he is. Around? He is. Little Ray Ray. Yeah, looking awfully small. I guess he's leaving the juice alone, you know? Leaving the I guess juice the juice alone. is not loose. Um, I, I would love to see, which I really don't think it'll happen. I don't think we'll ever see Cody Rhodes in a WWE ring again. But, uh, I mean, you got the Young Bucks. You got Kenny Omega. I mean, Chris I, Jericho is like even a see, hot commodity. I'd like to see Kenny Omega make a surprise entrant. But it's not going to happen. No, I, I, I believe when um, Rhodes... Cody, that is, and the Young Bucks turned down the WWE's offers to uh, focus on the AEW. 
Have you heard anything about that? The All Elite Wrestling? Not. I think I've heard something. I, I do I believe, believe that's some gonna... guys making a new league, a new federation, or whatever you would like to call it. And uh, from what I understand, they're gonna have Time Warner's backing them. So that Warner Brothers. Yeah, they're gonna be um they're gonna be a, a major a player. Contender. Yeah, because I mean more than TNA. I guess we can imagine, right? Warner Brothers. The rumor was that um, Anthem Sports tried to sell TNA like lock, stock, and barrel to AEW for them to make it theirs, and they declined. No, no. they wanted to start from no, scratch. You, you don't definitely don't want to do that. It's just going to be the same shit with a different label. Yeah, start I mean, fresh. Exactly. New roster. Find great talent. And, I mean, that's Com- exactly what's going on. With the WWE, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm tired of the fucking reruns. I'm tired of the same five matches week and, after week. And how many, I mean, when I was growing up, when wrestling was in its prime, the, the champion, like, I remember there was a 30-day clause. Like, if you didn't defend your title, you got stripped. I mean, Brock, you don't even Brock see him on fucking, fucking TV Lesley. every 30 days. It's like, that's just a fucking joke. You know, but. it's a waste of fans' money. The ones that spend money to go out here and see these live shows and not see a fucking championship be defended. Exactly, exactly. And I wonder why the ratings are going so low. Then you got you got Vince you know, fucking selling off stock left and oh, right. Yeah. And then you got Ring of Honor, Honor New that. Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, these guys like your Cody Rhodes and whatnot. They're making more money doing this. Than they are when they was in, like, you know, the big guy, the big league, the WWE, you know? Because, I mean, they're giving them freedom, you know? They're letting them work New Japan. They're letting them work Ring of Honor, this, that, and the other, you know? Pop up on TNA. It's it's like when you try to control it, you know, let them call it in and be what they are, you know? So, hopefully, if this AEW comes to uh, pass, maybe, you know, it'll light a fire under the WWE's ass. Kind of like, you know, Monday Nitro did back in the day, the good old Monday Night Wars. And we'll get some quality content on fucking TV when it comes to wrestling again, you know? Is Jeff Hardy back? Yes, he is. And he's in a terrible fucking angle where Samoa Joe is pointing out all his demons. He's a fucking a pill head. He's a junkie, you know. How in the fuck are you doing a wrestling podcast and don't know shit about wrestling? Look, I'm tired of watching reruns. I'm being honest. I'm, I, I have not watched in quite some time. Oh, Tricky Ricky is a non-believer. Look, Tricky Ricky's tired of fucking reruns. I understand that. But if my boy Jeff is back, then uh, I may tune back in. He did a a great little uh, fucking feud with Randy Orton. Uh, Randy Orton. uh, But wasn't that right before he went out? Yeah, yeah. When I I was was still, I was still watching. Okay, so you seen the whole ear thing? Man, that shit made my freaking ears hurt. I was like, fuck that. But uh, anyway. I would like to see him get another story arc towards the championship. I think we need Brother Nero. I think that's what Brother we need. Brother Nero. Yeah. Not fucking Willow. I wouldn't even mind Willow. Come I mean, on. come on. If that's Willow's, the progression. Willow was a little. If, if that has to be the progression, the you know, to be Willow, then Brother Nero. But I don't know. I'm thinking the WWE will probably fuck it up just like they did, you know, deleted Matt Hardy or. Or Woken Matt Hardy. What a fucking joke. I'd have retired too, you know? But (laughs) uh, he he may be back. Yeah, well. He needs a break from the the commercial. And interesting side note, his wife, Rebby Sky or Rebby, how the hell you say her name? I I say Rebby. Yeah, uh, Rebby, I don't fucking know. His wife is uh, one of the um, uh, talents already signed to AEW. 
So, so is she actually going to wrestle, or that, is she going to be a manager? That I don't know, but um, their little short roster already has um, you know, Brandy Rhodes, Cody, um, Rebby Skies. So it'd be interesting to see if uh, you know, hubby follows her or not. We'll see where it goes in the future. Well, I think that's about our time. So uh, we hope you liked it, and uh, we hope you listened. Which you probably didn't, but it's okay. You're forgiven. Oh, yeah, and if y'all didn't, it's probably because y'all y'all don't listen to uh, one of the best podcasts out there right now, the M-Hog Podcast. Metal. Hand of God. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But, so, if not, then you're missing two, or at least one good show, because, I mean, they're a decent show. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about, but we're trying. So, uh, until next time, if there is a next time, we don't get canceled after one segment. Uh, I'm the Enforcer. <laughs> and I'm and Tricky. I'm tricky. Ruth, Ruth. <laughs> we out. All right, next time, remember, if you feel like you're stuck in the corner and can't get off the ropes, you know where to turn for the right information. So join us next time in the next installment of Heroes and Heels with Tricky Ricky and the Enforcer. Well, that, there you go. That was our new segment right there. It was pretty uh, interesting and very uh, informative. They uh, nailed it. I think those two guys uh, secretly love each other. <laughs> like I really, I feel, I, the, I feel the love between them for sure. Right, it's right. Awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's, that's, that's how I feel. I think I think those two guys like they they have they did a like great a job unspoken and, uh, love. More from them. But uh, yeah, but, so that was cool. You know, like I said, we're doing a bunch of new things, and we're excited to have that segment on our show now. So yay! Anyway, <laughs> so back so back to you, Mike. How's it going, back man? To, what, 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 right. What's going besides doing all the music stuff? What else you guys got going? Uh, me, man, just regular life, you know, checking things out, watching shows, watching movies, spending time with my girlfriend, staying nice. out of trouble. Nice. No, you're not. You're not yeah, staying out of. How do you do that when you're on tour? Yeah, uh, you go to bed right after the show. That's what I'm saying. See, he's a good dude. Jeez. Yeah. Okay, right after the show. Okay. Right as soon as I'm done doing what I got to do, and we're all packed up, I go to sleep. That's that's. That, that, that was probably my so, problem. See, you you take he takes yeah. the Mike Patton route. Um, yep. because there's a really funny interview that, that, uh, they interviewed Mike Patton when he was on tour, when Faith and More was on tour with Metallica and Guns N' Roses. And, uh, the, in the interview, which actually that show was fantastic. I remember seeing that sure. show. Uh, but in the interview, it is like, so what do you do? You know, after the show, he says, well, there's only three things you can do. He says, one, you can go get drunk with Metallica. Two, you can go in the hot tub with a- Axel and his whores. Or three, <laughs> you can read a book. He said, I read a lot of books. <laughs> I read a lot of books. And you know what? If I read books, I would be reading a lot of books. But I just listen to a lot of music and relax. You know, it's just it's what you got to do. You know, the days of, like, the craziness for at certain levels aren't there, you know? Yeah. You, you, me, you do it so much when you're, you know, you're, you're coming up and you're younger. And and you you get you get kind of burned on it after a while. I mean, it's, I'm sure, without you know, a doubt. And I mean, you know, without a doubt. So, but you never know. You know, maybe at the big levels you party a little more. I don't know. I'll let you know if I get to that point. <laughs> uh, well, that's gonna be at this rate. It'll be by the uh, mid midsummer probably. Works for me. I'm cool with that timeline. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know Rome was a psychic, right? I did that's not what, know that, but right on. Yeah, and then you're getting charged uh, three ninety five for that. <laughs> 
perfect, perfect. Build the label. Build the label. That's awesome. Well, how how is this label? I mean, I, you guys did um, you you did a was it two two albums? You you did yourself, right? Yeah, on our own record label, and then on this one, I told the guys that we were gonna put this one out through a label some way or another. I wasn't gonna self-release a, a third album, and um, you know, when the record was done last January, we we shopped it for about five or six months, and to everyone, and talked to everyone, and some people told us they loved it, and some people told us that we were terrible and nobody cares and you suck, and and you know, we got told everything, and then wow, um, that's nice. We. Well, it's just kind of how it goes, you know. It's I mean, it's, nature of the yeah. business. Yeah, it's just no big deal. And then, uh, then you know, we, we hooked up with um, Tom Hazart and David Ellison and, and kept talking to him. And our manager kept talking to him. And they were into putting it out. And we talked about how we wanted to do it. And, and everything kind of linked up. So we're like, yeah, let's do it. It was a very easy process. No big months and months of negotiations. It was very simple. And it's a very fair deal. And They've done everything they said they were going to do, and, and they're allowing us to do everything that we need to do. So it works out. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, who's doing – I mean, how uh, – is? do you have uh, somebody um, – you use specific people on uh, artwork and stuff for your albums in the past. Are you using the same people? Or is there somebody new working on this stuff for you? The, um, the, the girl that put together the artwork for the new album, her name is Melody Myers. She actually works for the label – and the only thing that we told her we wanted was we wanted a very clean, simple album. You know, actually, I initially wanted it all black, but she thought all white would be cooler. And okay. I just said I, on the album cover, I wanted our skull flower by itself. I didn't want our name. I didn't need the album title. I just wanted our skull flower to be represented. And then she kind of came back with all these versions of it, some in color, some in black and white. And, and we kind of you know, argued over it as a band and then decided with everyone, you know, that we we're going to go with the one we did. And it's just as nice and simple. And it, it says Sunflower Dead to me, you know, with that skull flower. And that's all it really needed to say, because it, it, to me, all that mattered to me was the music inside. So if you saw that skull flower, then after that, it's just listen to the music. Oh, yeah. Well, that, and that's good, because, I mean, as you said prior to, I mean, you're, it, it was, it was a, a step away from from the from from the, uh, the the past into a new thing, and even though the past was good, the new thing is its own thing. Exactly. So, I mean, this that would that would be perfect. I mean, I think that's you know you want to keep it simple. You want you want the music to speak for itself. And, yeah, which is uh, and, which is why the video for Victim came out that way. I, I basically you know told the guys I was like you know I kind of want to do a really simple video just showing us and our passion. You know crushing this song you know kind of yeah. like my i kept saying kind of like pantera's unbroken video now we're not the same kind of band where you know we don't our song our music is not that heavy and we don't really do that but i was like you know i was like i but the passion is the same and i was like i just kind of want to get that across so that was the model so we just sat in a room with uh, matt zane who's a great video director and um and he got it across and, and we sweated our asses off for about eight hours and 112 <laughs> degrees Locked in that little room and it, it, it came out real and we were performing, going at it a hundred percent. There's no, you know, camera tricks to make us look cooler. We were sweating our butts off and, and um, it came across just like the album came across and the artwork, everything's just come across correctly, simple to the point, no bullshit, just exactly what we wanted. That's awesome. Uh, and it worked. You, uh, that was great. And the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the simplicity of, 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 of that video for, uh, 
for it and uh with you know the, the the blackness all around you and the the lighting that was on you guys was really good and uh yeah you know I think, they did a great I think job that well really good it did and it just it, it really to me reintroduced the band and and showed people like okay these guys aren't fucking around now you know it's just them stripped down no bullshit and it's funny when the video came out i started getting hit up by like radio guys and some label people and they were like Oh, I get it now. I see what you guys are doing. This is cool, you know. Well, this. Uh, uh, now I'm gonna take you in a different direction here, real okay. quick. Okay. If you don't mind. A different um, direction. Hmm. Uh, this. Um, I was. I was going through some of uh, the older songs. Right. That I, I. I hadn't heard of. You know that that I hadn't heard you guys play before, and I went. Well, I wonder if these guys ever did any covers. Okay. And you did. Yeah, on our first record, yeah. yeah on your first record. And I was uh -huh. like, what? I'm just like, oh my God. I was like, they, uh, I, don't think, I don't think Wayne's ever heard it. <laughs> I haven't, uh, no. Uh, it's, they did a cover of Every Breath You Take. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay. So I'm like, because, you know, you hear a lot of covers on the, on, you know, coming out of bands. They're, you know, you know on Octane and, and Liquid Metal and stuff like that. I listen to those channels quite a bit on Sirius. And, um, I'm like, well, they do a lot of good covers, but I've never heard a really good rock cover of Every Breath You Take. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting pick. And that was a really good cover you did. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it, we're really, really, really proud of that for the first record. Um, I wanted to go to radio on the first record with Every Breath You Take, but uh -huh. people at the time kept telling us, no, we didn't go to radio at all on our first record. But everyone we talked to was like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. And then, of course, like two years later, covers are like the big hot thing again yeah. to go to radio with. But um, I'm really proud of that song. I feel we did a really great job with it and really connected lyrically to that one. Um, we actually we, we used to play it all the time on our first album cycle, but we stopped playing it. And then Jabu and I just did like a small little acoustic thing on Facebook Live about um, a month ago. Yes. And uh, we, we did that acoustic and we're going to do it again friday night we're playing this benefit show jabu and i acoustic and we're going to do a couple sunflower dead songs and we're going to do every breath you take because it just comes across really well and, and we're real proud of the way we approach that song musically it's it's a it's a pretty cool version of it what's well, cool because it's got that um the the guitar it's it's not it's not the reverb it's not i don't know what it is i can't i can't i can't tell you what their effect is on it but the guitar uh wayne through that song it, it's got a feeling like um to me like it, it's drowning it's like it's like it's coming wow. up out of the water it's like mm. uh it, it's a really really cool uh version of that song and uh you know layman's uh, opinion here if, if you ever had a chance to put that uh, uh re-release that song on an album i, I man you should do it because that was really cool you know, we we we, th we think about that. We we thought about uh, re-releasing or re-recording some of the songs that haven't gotten much love from the previous two records, um, and kind of doing like a little like you know jar jar flies thing like Alice in Chains do like an acoustic yeah. EP with some of our songs because now that we're, we've been going into radio stations and doing these songs acoustic, we're like really getting our our, our groove on with it and the feel of it's really cool and we're like all right. We kind of have some good musical ideas that get us across, so you might actually see that happen sooner than later. I think, uh, yeah, because it, it really, really was cool. And well, what what is what is your opinion on some of the stuff that uh, I, I know you guys been playing you, uh, with a lot of different bands? 
what are some bands out there that you guys have, I mean, been playing with that have been like, you know, like, uh, hey, these guys are really good, or you know, maybe maybe it's quote unquote, maybe it's like Sunflower Dead years ago. I mean, do you are you seeing anybody coming up that you could say, oh. hey, these guys are coming, they're going to be knocking on your door soon? Yeah, I'll tell you right now. Um, one of our really good friends, he just started a new band with David Silveri of Corn, and they're called Bias. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and um, they are great. They're they're a bunch of guys from the local scene here in Southern California. Um, they did like they they basically had an entire band. They didn't have a singer. They did a, a worldwide singer search, auditioned people from all over the world, had people come out from like Europe and stuff to to audition to be in the band. And uh, they picked a great singer from. Um, I think North Hollywood, and they just put out their first couple songs. It was on Blabbermouth and everywhere. It's out on the YouTube, and the band is called Bias, and I think the first official single is called Pity. And uh, I think they have a ton of potential to really, you know, go places. And that has nothing to do with the fact that David, the original drummer from Corn, is in the band. It's the fact that the songs that they wrote are really, really good. And um, you know, people are already starting to notice, even though the songs literally just were released, like. A week ago. Wow. Yeah, wow, that's so, really cool. So, bias so we're, we're playing a bias. Yeah, we're playing a show with them Friday. Jabu and I are doing this benefit show, acoustic, but bias is going to play on the show and they're going to play electric, you know, with their full band. So it's going to be a, a good night for sure. But yeah, I would uh, suggest people to check out bias. Cool. And then, and if you don't mind me asking, what, what might the benefit show be about? Is it the benefit show is going to, it's about um, a friend of biases. Uh, a family friend committed suicide. Oh, so the, so the benefit is for their his family to get them some money. It's only a ten dollar like um, fee to get in. You know, you can donate what you want, but it's just a ten dollar donation. There's four or five bands. It's Bias, Kill Set, another good band from Southern California, um, um, Scum Love from Hollywood, Us Acoustic, and another acoustic act called Unlovely Creature. Creatures, and it's going to be a really cool night. It's at the Wayfarer in Costa Mesa, California. And, um, you know, we were asked to do it, and, and we were more than happy to come there and, and jam some songs acoustic. So it's going to be a, a fun night for a sad situation. It is. That's, and, you know, and it, it's, it's a tragic thing that seems to happen more often than not. You know, it's without a doubt. Very sad. Uh, uh, speaking of acoustic things, you know what I uh, speak? Um, you, you said that, and I thought, you know what would be a really cool. Again, layman's opinion. Uh, a song that you guys did, uh, I think it was off of, uh, I think it was off Time to Get Weird, was a song called Nothing. Yeah, and and you know what? That's uh, one of the two piano songs that I've written. There's Nothing, and on the first album, there's a song called Starting Over Again. Mm -hmm. And so on the next little, like, Facebook Live um, acoustic thing we're going to do, I think what I'm going to do is just set up a little, like, piano and i'll just sing that i'll play those songs like a little kind of unplugged acoustic version on the piano and me just singing them so nothing and starting over again and then i have a couple covers that i do on the piano so just to kind of you know let people hear those songs that they haven't heard and and maybe we'll re-record them that way so on the acoustic EP. Cool. so so you're definitely That's kind of something we're on the same page here <laughs> yeah it's kind of something i miss you don't hear a lot of um, you know, a, a band, uh, they play, uh, you know, they get known for certain songs, you know, and, and, and there's a lot, of, like you said, there's a lot of good songs on an album that never get recognition, but and there's so doubt. many songs that you can do, uh, not just you personally, but any band out there that can do, I mean, it, 
sometimes those songs are just so well written they can translate. Some some songs you can't translate right. acoustically. You know, yeah, but, some you can, but some you can, and some are better acoustic. So you know, yeah. it happens. And we've we've actually messed with a bunch of our songs, and and some of them you go, wow, I didn't know that was going to be so fun. You know, it's like that yeah. really has a good vibe to it. And some you're like, yeah, that one sucks. <laughs> well, you but, you I remember uh, MTV Unplugged? That was actually a really yep. cool show back in the day Loved when MTV it. played. Yeah, the most memorable oh. Nirvana album was made from that. <laughs> made yeah. from that, dude. Yeah, yeah, that and uh, the most memorable SNL skit. With Will Ferrell as uh, yeah right. yeah yeah you're right you're right you're right definitely um you know it's, it's funny because like I have been putting on I I put on local shows here all the time like uh, every month I put on at we least do. least nice. uh, God like I do eight shows a month you know oh, wow. every, yeah every Friday and Saturday I put shows on for people you know all local bands anybody anybody who wants to play or I can get people and I decided to um. Like it's all from the podcast, you know. It's all us hosting okay. these shows and stuff. But uh, I decided to start doing uh, once a month doing an acoustic show. And what I do is cool. I try to get the local bands, like even the heavy guys. I'm like, look, guys, why don't y'all try to strip down and come do some stuff like this, you and, know? And not literally, just to be that would be creepy. yeah, yeah, it'd be really weird. Yeah. But just just to be <laughs> just to be different, just to try something else, you know. I'm not like I don't want you guys to you know take your image and throw it in the trash, but I'm just saying. This would be kind of cool. People would come see y'all and be like, "Wow, this is a whole other side of this band," you know. And I've had a few like, like the punk bands and stuff are, are way more willing to do that than, of course, the metal guys. But it's okay. I mean, it's cool, you know. Whatever they want to do, it's fine by me. There's a, there's a lot of great bands out of out of uh, New Orleans area, Texas, Florida. I mean, there's a lot mm-hmm. of good bands in Definitely. that area. So, so when you, you you get those bands and you can you can get those shows uh, and then you're again known for these high energy heavy yeah. performances, but you can get them in just as big of a venue and and strip it down for a really interesting acoustic yeah. set. Well, which is, yeah, and then and then you can really see you know who really has the goods, who's not hiding behind yeah. volume yeah. and distortion and screaming, who can sit there and and do nothing but sit there and perform and captivate you, and then right. you start to separate you know who's legit and who's just kind of like jumping around yeah right. well that's exactly. that's to me what would determine whether i like the eagles or not right because i go. i you know there was i always liked the eagles you know uh, and i unfortunately there was that one i i saw them i've seen them three times and saw them three times in concert the last time though it really was the worst acoustic set i've ever saw unfortunately really it, it, well, was, it happens it, yeah, well, they're uh, what are they like ninety? So yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? When you're on the road, man, you know it's just every day is a new day. Weather, you sure. know, sickness, you know, arthritis, yeah. arthritis, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever you got to deal with. And what those guys do vocally in the Eagles is so difficult, and those harmonies oh, it, that it it's like, you know what? It's like. You get you got to give certain people leeway, and they're not faking it. They're not using backing tracks. They're actually right. singing. That's so true. It's like it's it's a tough tough gig to do what they're doing. So I would imagine there's probably plenty of shows that are like, oh geez, and there's probably but when they hit it on right on the you know right on the nose, it's probably like wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah, I mean, I've, go ahead, Wayne. I was gonna say I have a question since we bring it up this 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 subject. Uh, all right, so like worst show you've ever paid for. 
Oh, me? Uh, worst show I've ever paid for. See, like, that's different because I've, I've gotten into a lot of shows for free. But uh, Right. No, this is show, the one that you actually uh, you were excited to go to, and you actually put hard-earned money down, and you went and bought this ticket to go to this show, and it was fucking terrible. Oh, man. who? Let, let me think. I'm trying to think of the days when I was really young, who I, who I was – you can, you can, terrible. if you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, you can like oh, kind of no fuck sound them. their name out, <laughs> you know, like, you know, I, I can't think of anyone that was absolutely horrendous that I paid for that I was excited for. Cause I know that any show I've been for like Pantera back in the day and corn and, and all those bands that I went to see, you know, even the, the death metal bands, they always were great. Like I loved it. Who was awful. Well, there were bands that I didn't want to see. And then when I saw them, I was like. <laughs> Well, now I know why I didn't want to see him. You right. Know, like back when when uh, Black the Sabbath answer. was on tour with uh, with with Dio singing, we went to go see him when I was younger. And there was an opening band, and I'm not going to say their name, but um, they were they were just they were just terrible. I mean, I was like, really, what the hell? And I was a young kid. And I I thought they were terrible. Was so. that the Southern Cross tour? No, it was the um, it was the Dehumanizer album, like '93 or '94. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I can tell you right now, dude. I paid I paid a lot of money to go see Eric Clapton live, and he was fucking garbage. You know what? My mom and dad went to see Eric Clapton, and they had floor seats like ten rows back, and my mom fell asleep. No right, shit. that's exactly Eric, what happened. My dad dude. was like, "Eric Clapton is looking at you while you're sleeping." He goes, "I'm embarrassed. What the hell are you doing, woman?" And she's like, "She's like, I don't care. It was boring." Now that's not me saying Eric Clapton's boring. That's my mom. But no, you know, you I can tell you, Eric Clapton's fucking boring. Dude, that show okay. sucked. Okay, here's a good one. I just thought of one. In, in 92, I went to see Guns N' Roses. I was a little kid. You know, We're talking about the real Guns N' Roses. Yes. Right? Soundgarden opened up. Now, Soundgarden was on the uh, Bad Motor Finger record, which is a record that I love. It's right? incredible. But back yeah. then, I was all death metal and, and thrash metal. I right. didn't care about that kind of stuff. I fell asleep when they played Wow, really? I fell asleep during Soundgarden, and you know what? I kicked myself because I love Soundgarden. Now, I eventually saw them again. I saw them at the Forum in L.A. about, I don't know, five or six or seven years ago, and they were amazing, and I love Chris Cornell. He's a huge influence. But as a little jerk kid, I fell asleep during Soundgarden. That's fucking funny. No, I was was a big jerk adult. It was probably about five years. You were a big jerk adult. It it was five years ago or six years ago, and I went to go see – I wanted to take my mom to go see Eric Clapton because, you know, I mean, oh, yeah. it's Eric Clapton. My mom wanted to go see him again. <laughs> she went to go see him yeah. with my dad and stuff. You know, my dad was been gone for a while. So I was like, fuck it. I'll take you to see him. We paid a lot of money to see this motherfucker. And he, I wanted to throw shit at him. Like, it was so bad. You know so what? It's probably the same tour my parents went to. It right? was so fucking boring, dude. Like, like, all he did was he walked out and, like, he sat on a chair on this huge fucking stage, <laughs> sat on a chair, and he's like, hello. Crashed himself and farted. Yeah. No, I mean he just he just he just he's like hello, and See, then he starts playing. Because I, I like the Eric Clapton from the from like uh, like from before my time. You know, like right. when when he was with Cream and yeah, stuff like right, that. exactly. White Roman shit. Yeah. yeah, that's that's good stuff. You know, but when he started getting into doing duets with Babyface back in the nineties, well, like, when oh, he God, started doing a lot of like bluesy stuff, which I I really like I mean, that stuff. I mean, that was his thing. He was the English no, but blues like by himself though. Like he yeah, d- well, he just does that, yeah. and it, it really you know, does I mean, not. When you're when you're an artist, you you go through phases. You do stuff. Some nights you got it, some nights you don't. But you know what? Eric Clapton is uh, not only a genius, but he's a legend. He so he's allowed. To he is. He's to an sleep, icon. I guess. Yeah, he's allowed yeah, to fuck right. over his fans. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you said Soundgarden though, because uh, 
for me, the the one time I saw it wasn't Soundgarden by themselves. It was when uh, Cornell and, and they were doing the Temple of the Dog thing with Nice. Right. Yeah. And uh, I went to that concert, and uh, that to me, I not you know was I kind of dug the album. I was like, yeah, oh, it's cool. I love that record. I love yeah, that it's a great record. album. But yeah. that stage performance was the the night I was there. Uh-huh. It was like that no one no one tuned anything oh, <laughs> shit falling over on the stage like it stuff stacked and shit was falling over there wow. was a there was a freaking bag from wendy's sitting in the corner of the stage beautiful all beautiful. night long and we're like who's fucking hamburgers who's that? wendy's wow. man it's getting cold you know, it's getting then, cold you know what it was just it was real it yeah. was real it was real and you know what that's the thing when people complain oh i want real 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 but when it's really real like really really real and there's no you don't want it to. mirrors they don't want it's that it's like oh wow because on the nights when it's really real and it's crap, that's the truth. Yeah. And, and when you see the bands, um, you know, every night go out, be really consistent and, and all this stuff, maybe that artist isn't the truth because, you know, just the law of averages, you're going to have some 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 shitty dukers in, in of your course. tour. And it's like sure. you start to see like, wait a minute, how come when I see that guy press and play on that thing back there before you started singing, like, what's going on here? But when it's really real, like a, like a band like, because my my friends all went to see Temple of the Dog when they did their tour a couple of years ago, uh, sure. and they said the same thing. They said it was just they just walked out, they played their songs, and it was really cool, and and it was over. And it was like, and if you like that, it was awesome. And if you don't, you probably were bored. Yeah. Well, this this wasn't even. I, it took them almost twenty minutes to get to their first song because they're trying to figure shit out, <laughs> and Eddie Vedder just was. He was trying. I don't know what. I think he had to been stoned. And yes. he was standing on stage, and he just kept doing his, you know, his his Eddie Vedder thing. That he mm. was shaking his head back and forth. <laughs> he, so he started like, singing. What, what is my he doing? me. But the rest of the guys, everybody was looking at him like, "What are you doing? We haven't started yet." Oh my you bad. Know, mm. I sing through my it teeth. Was weird. It was, you know, that's that's the beauty of being in the moment. At the moment, you just never know what you're going to get. So, yeah. You know, Sunflower you did, never has a night like that. That's right. We never. Always, you know you know why? Because we're always terrible. So there's never <laughs> anywhere worse to go. We're just terrible. And then like, the next night, we're more terrible. So uh, it's like, look, so the man. truth is, we're a very, very live band. And, and without a doubt, if you're with us every night on tour, you'll see the roller coaster go up and down for different guys on different nights. And some nights it connects. And some nights it's like, oh, geez, what did I do? You know? But that's because we're in the moment every night. We're not sitting there, you know, trying to be perfect. We're trying to be the best we can in that moment. Because that's really all you can give, in my opinion. Sure. And that's cool. Well, you, guys, I mean, you guys need to come do more of a – I know you're on the West Coast. Right. But you guys need to come over you and do to, an East Coast tour. Yeah, i got to come a little yeah. bit further over here. Well, the, oh, la- yeah. the last tour we, we did in, in October, we went all the way to, you know, all across the middle of the country. We did East Coast stuff. We did some Southeast stuff and all the way back. So, But we will be playing a lot all over the place in 2019 and hopefully 2020. So there will be uh, many dates coming. We're just, we're just you know, working the pipeline and, and, and work, looking for the thing that's going to be best for us. That's what about totally some overseas cool, stuff? Have you been doing or thinking about any of that or have you done any of that? We did. We did a, a, a five-week tour over on the European mainland in 2015, and then we uh, did the UK with Corn for a couple of dates. So nice. that was amazing. That's cool. That's so, that is awesome. And and eventually, now that the our our album is officially um, released worldwide through the label, you know, as we build up, hopefully we'll get to the point where we get those opportunities and can go to different places again. Yeah, that'd be sure. really cool, man. That'd be really really cool for you guys. Yep. 
But uh, speaking of, uh, we're, we're going to do another little break right here, guys. Uh, speaking of, we're going to drop our actual music news stuff here. Um, <laughs> uh, Kid Cook and Miss Amanda Jane will be doing their next segment right here. Uh, it's our, what are we calling it, Rum? It's Full Metal Music News. I always I always get that wrong. I yeah, don't know you, why. I don't know why you get that I wrong. I fucking but... made up the name and I can't even remember it. It's it's because well, you're you're probably high. I'm old. Anyway, <laughs> so here's full metal music news. The Metal Hand of God proudly presents. It is said that the amount of musical knowledge you are about to hear has the potential to blow your mind. Out of any podcast. This musical segment is the only one you will ever need to listen to again. Welcome to Full Metal Music News. Starring the two most knowledgeable people we could find in the world. Mr. Kid Cook and Amanda Jane. Full Metal Music News starts now. Boom! Boom. Oh shit, I almost busted my ass right there, girl. Shit. <laughs> and welcome back to another segment of Full Metal Music News. I am your host, Kid Cook. Or Mr. Kid Cook, whatever you want to say, and joining me for the first time, and from now on, is the lovely and attractive Amanda Jane. And we're going to get into some music news with a punch to your throat. Now, I see you have a lot of uh, notes written down over there. I do, because this is some exciting stuff. That we're this is some exciting, about. some it's very exciting some stuff. Some very exciting stuff. Like one of my all-time favorite bands, Lacuna Coil. They are planning to release a new album in 2019. 2019? Which is now. This is now. We we are in 2019. This year we are in 2019. Holy crap. It's, they're on tour right now. So um, they're when they get back from their Europe tour, they're going to start writing for their new album. And then last year in 2018 of November, they released a first time ever new book called Nothing Stands in Our Way. Oh, cool. So and they're on tour in Europe right now. Yeah, they're on tour in Europe. So right they have now. no United States tour dates? You didn't see no, nothing, 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 nothing planned? Nothing planned in the United States besides releasing that book they did last year. And it includes like all kinds of photos and memorabilia and all kinds of tons of backstage scenes and stuff like that. Backstage scenes. So. Yeah, I don't have any dirty, dirty. Like they yeah. have baby pics. They have baby pics. They have baby pics. No, I'm pics. talking about like uh like some like some dirty deets like you know like fighting or you know. Uh, you, you haven't read the book yet. No, I haven't read the book yet, and I know you like to collect music books, so I think we should probably. I, I like to them. collect Playboys. Yeah, that too. Yeah. But mostly, you have a lot of music books, so I, do. I think we I do need to a lot of be music on the books. lookout for the Lacuna Coil book because I like to start adding that to my collection. Lacuna Coil. Well, I'll let you read that book, and then you can tell me, or you can say it in the segment what they have in the book. Well, yeah. we, you know, I would not, you know, give away anything in the book. But is it like a picture book? Or yeah, is it's it... like mostly picture book and memorabilia and like artifacts. So it's like a Jimmy Page book that I have. Yeah. Basically. Oh, cool. Which uh, 
surprisingly, um, Jimmy Page about two three years ago he released a book called Jimmy Page by Jimmy Page, which is um, you know, all kind of pictures. Have you seen the book that I have? It's mm-hmm. over four hundred pages. You know, rare rare photos of Jimmy Page, and just recently Led Zeppelin, the actual band Led Zeppelin, has done the same thing. Oh crap! Yeah, so I'm gonna be uh, looking f- to pick that up very soon. So you have anything else, or is this Lacuna Coil? Or well, who else besides Lacuna Coil on tour? This year on tour, Hailstorm is going to be... Oh, that's my favorite. Lizzie yeah, Hale. oh, I know that. You know, I drill over <laughs> um, her all yeah, the time. Hailstorm will be going on tour this year from March to November. Um, their dates and lineup and information can be found more on their website. Do you have any New Orleans dates? No. Oh, the only two states asshole. that I saw was Ohio and South Carolina. That's actually close. No Texas dates either? No Texas dates. Oh, Everything else was in Europe, like in Italy and London and oh, and Germany. and But they only playing in the states in Ohio and South Carolina. Damn. Did they have any? Are they going to be releasing any new albums? Or you, they, you didn't see anything about I, that? I didn't really see anything about that. This is tour dates. This that's is that, tour that's dates. the news was going on with them right now. Is yeah. tour dates. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. That seems pretty exciting. Maybe we should travel to Ohio to go see them. I'd rather go to South Carolina because they have nicer beaches and well, it's not about the beaches and but another uh, speaking about concert and tour dates and all, uh, me and you are going to be going to see uh, Seven Dust. Yes, my favorite all time band ever. It'll be my ninth time seeing Seven Dust live. Yeah, they're playing at the House of Blues, February second, in New Orleans. Mark Tremonti, which is his solo band. For uh, Tremonti, which is Mark Tremonti. Um, you might know him from a little band called Creed and another little band called Alter Bridge with the amazing Miles Kennedy, which is one of my favorite vocalists. Mm. You can ask Amanda because um, I drool about him over him all the time. It it's just his like rain, uh, whatever you know, you say about him being fine as fuck. <laughs> that's that's just your you know, your opinion. He is a, he is a gorgeous man, though, and he actually don't believe in God. I don't I, I didn't. You know, hear that in an interview with Mark Cremani saying that he don't that uh, Miles don't believe in God, but you know we're not gonna get into that whole um, religion well, who debate. Who else is playing? Um, uh, Kane Hill. Kane Hill, which I have seen Kane Hill. This will be my fourth time seeing Kane Hill. That's our hometown boys from New Orleans. Right. So uh, you haven't seen Kane Hill yet? I've never seen Kane Hill. Before. Oh, they're uh, amazing, amazing. Like they were actually supposed to play that uh, Butcher Babies and Nine Point show that we went to, but I think Maddie broke his hand and had a injury where they had to back out the tour they're very good live though very very good i believe your word on that hometown then, bo- that's the hometown boys like, we gotta show them love you know and then like two other bands will be but they were un- they're unknown too. bands they're unknown. so unknown that i don't even remember their names <laughs> i feel horrible for that we're going like, to see them i guess we should do well, a little well, bit of research well you know the thing with that is, is i want to be surprised by them yeah you know that's what i like to do too going to concerts well you don't know like we went to see uh trade your nice nine kills and uh memphis mayfire and that opening band we had knew nothing about and they did a metal cover of kiss by rose mm-hmm. and they were really good by uh who sung that who originally sung that song seal seal originally sung that song and that was an amazing cover it threw me off like i was like what the fuck right? it was like is this kiss from rose and everybody was into it really good and they were sweethearts too. Remember, they were outside trying to sell their album. Yeah. And I felt bad because I didn't have cash on me. <laughs> yeah. They were really sweethearts though, but you know they were they were really good. So you get really... hit on by all the by Spencer from Ice Nine Kills and Maddie from Ice uh, Memphis Mayfire. You got hit on by them. Well, what can I say? Uh, what can uh, I say? It's uh, just it happens. You know, 
That was that pit though. That pit from Memphis Mayfire though. That was that was huge. It's my blonde hair. It's your blonde hair. Huh? It's the blonde moments. It so. is. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm really really excited about that Seven Dust show. So excited about it. Um. And then see, so yeah, I have one more thing. Right now, the number one song in America is Ariana Grande's "Thank You Next." I haven't heard about it, but friends of mine last night said. Yeah, we went to. Um... They were like raving about it last yeah. night. So it's like, oh my god, it's like the greatest song ever. And I'm just like, yeah, it's talking about like you know, all your exes and how they do they live in Texas, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you just kind of move on from the next one. It's all about moving on from the next one. So that's but that, that seems like I, it kind of sounds make you sound like you're a whore. <laughs> Thank you, next. Like on to the next one. Like you're not trying to make it work in a relationship. You're just gonna. I'd be in a relationship for two to three months and then thank you next. Is, oh, is that what the song is about? Or you haven't no, heard it yet? I haven't really heard it yet, but I think it's kind of more the long lines of when these guys do you wrong in a relationship and you're just kind of like, oh. all right, thanks. Oh, bye. so it's putting down the guys. Yeah. Oh, it's a sexist song. Sort of. <laughs> it's a yeah, sexist probably. song. But that song's been number one for seven weeks right now. It's a good song, I guess. Uh, you might get on Top Job and go listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can give your review on the song. And I think week. my dance team wanted to do a march to that song, too. And I haven't even heard it yet. So yeah. Like, uh... yeah. She's Anyways. A, she's a dance team <laughs> captain for a Nola Bombshell. Captain of the Nola Bombshell. What? What, what? So we were what, be... what in the butt? <laughs> yep, so we'll be marching a bunch of parades for Mardi Gras this year. And uh, on the next segment, that. you're going to have the full list of parades you're going to be in? Yeah. For the people to hear? Yeah. To people that's listening that Perfect. actually haven't tuned out yet. Mm-hmm. So this like... is not your regular broadcast of the Metal Hand of God podcast. It's the full Metal Music News. So that's exciting. You're going to give us a full list of Mardi Gras parades that you're going to be in? Mm-hmm. You're going to be uptown, mid-city? Uh... Most of them are going to be uptown. Oh, cool. Isn't the one that... Um, Which are the best ones? My boy Tommy, her uh, his girlfriend is also on the NOLA bomb. She just told me that he got punched in the face last year. or um, One of the Mardi Gras parades. He got punched in the face because I'm going to be walking security. I'm secure, top flight security, Craig. Top flight security, Craig. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, on the, on the next um, segment. Do we have the full list of parades? Yes, I will. Okay, cool. Well, we'll be looking forward to that. Not really. <clears throat> the last year we did a Nirvana song. We That's... did a march to a Nirvana song. Boo! <laughs> but it, it, the march was, I mean, I love the song. I love Nirvana, but the, the march was kind of retarded. So, but, uh. Well, anyway. Anyways. <laughs> so now you blabbering on about. Can I get into my yes. music news? Yes, Finally. Definitely. I'm going to go take it back a few years, back in the, um, 80s. I'm gonna talk about two bands right now that are potentially reuniting, Motley Crue and Van Halen. There's what? rumor that Motley, uh, there's rumor that Van Halen will be reuniting with Michael Anthony. It seems Van Halen's been touring and playing with David Lee Roth, um, Eddie Van Halen, and Alex Van Halen with Eddie's son Wolfgang doing the bass. And that was Amanda's lovely phone. We're on we're on air right now. She's getting text messages. And, uh, speaking of bombshells. Speaking of bombshells, <laughs> totally interrupted my. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Motley Crue <laughs> and Van Halen are, um, well, Van Halen is rumored to reunite with Michael Anthony, which the original Van Halen lineup of Michael Anthony, Eddie Van Halen, Alex Van Halen, and David Lee Roth has not played together on stage since 1984. Wow. That was so, before I was born. That was way before I was born. That was way before you were born. Um, so that's going to be pretty exciting to see if that does happen. You know, uh, David Lee Roth in a recent interview, which is why all these rumors have been stirring up, is because he said that he wants to do something original. That's what he said. Like, it hasn't been confirmed yet that they're actually going to do this with Michael Anthony, but he said he wants to do something original. Everybody's like, oh, it's rumored that he's going to 
Get back with Michael Anthony. Well, I think that'll be a good thing. I would, uh, yeah, because they did Michael Anthony wrong. You know, they kind of like make it look, they want to, they tried to make it look like he wasn't even a member of Van Halen for a while. Um, if you want to go back and read about all the dirty deets, you know, all the dirty details about that. There was a lot of bad blood between. So hopefully they patched everything up and they can actually do this and it's going to be a fucking moneymaker. <laughs> well, maybe it's kind of like their way of trying to make it right with him. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. But David Lee Ross looking old now. <laughs> He's well, looking really old. you know, their prime was the 80s, you know, where they uh, looked their finest. Well, they, they broke through in 78, 78 with their first album, Van Halen 1, which is a lot of memorable tracks like Running With The Devil and the uh, guitar performance of um, Eruption. I don't know if you actually listened to that album or if you just know the name. You know, you never listened to that album? No. It's a very good album. Okay. And, uh, another band that it shocked the world because nobody thought that they would ever get back together is Molly Crew. They even signed a contract. Molly fucking Crew! They even signed a contract that said they would never play together again. But I think it's because uh, the Queen movie, Bohemian Rhapsody, did so well for that. You know, Queen's like... Yeah, they're probably one of the biggest bands in the world right now because of the movie, and they can't um, tour or nothing. Well, they could tour without Freddie Mercury because they're touring. Well, yeah, because they're touring with Adam Lambert. Which but that's I not the. That's fit. not the. No, that's no Freddie. Mer- no, that's no Freddie Mercury. No, no one will ever be Freddie Mercury ever. But Adam Lambert, he's got some of the same vocal abilities as Freddie Freddie Mercury uh, did. Uh, uh, I, 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 you haven't I, heard Adam um, Lambert stuff. I have and he's well, well, we're not talking about singer. Queen right now. I'm just saying the Anyways, reason the, the reason the reason why I'm you know people are saying that Molly Crew is gonna reunite is because Molly Crew has a movie coming out in March. a Netflix movie. Oh really? Yeah. Could be called Dirt, which is you know an adaptation of the book that they uh, wrote a few years back. Oh, we're gonna have to watch that. Watch that and do oh, Netflix yeah. and chill, man. Oh yeah, definitely Netflix and chill. You know, even when you're watching a Molly Crew movie, it might be in other <laughs> things too. You know, it might splur- splurge and heroin. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but no, uh, I think they're you know they're gonna capitalize because the movie's coming out, and I think it's gonna they're gonna capitalize and get back together and do a tour and nothing's been confirmed the only thing that has been confirmed well actually no they did confirm it they did confirm a few shows uh because they wrote four new songs for the dirt mm-hmm. for the movie motley crew and Sweet. um vince Neil has recently said that he watched the movie and he liked it that's all he said hmm. so i think they're gonna uh if that is remain if that is the case they're gonna do shows it's gonna be because they're gonna try to capitalize on the movie coming out for you, yeah. And who would? You know, it's going to be a huge moneymaker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially on Netflix. How movies are blowing up on Netflix right now? But, um, you know, like, um, well, yeah, Netflix is like the number one movie source right now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, speaking of movies, I think Aquaman's just broke $900 million in, off of box office. And we have still yet to see it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so we need to, we need to get on that so I can, um, see Jason Amore all sexy and wet and yeah. I bet the storyline's pretty good too but yeah well the, the thing is I'm pretty sure you're not going to watch the storyline I'm pretty okay. sure you're going to see it for Jason Momoa well, yeah, which is cool I mean that's cool you know it's number one reason but you know I'm into like the DC and Marvel movies and stuff hell I got like a whole collection of X-Men right there on my shelf so you know I'm, I'm yeah but they have Hugh Jackman in those movies too that's <laughs> besides the point as well but you know, like I loved Ant Man. Ant Man was the. Cr- had Paul Rudd in there. It's, he's a cute dude. He's a cute dude. He's not a hot dude. You heard it here on the Full dude. Metal Music News. Paul Rudd is not hot. He's not sexy. He's cute. He's cute. He's adorable. Cute. He ain't no Chris Evans. No, 
Chris Evans. Uh, hey, next segment, Amanda drools over uh, the DC and Marvel superheroes. Well, Comic-Con was here this past weekend, too, and they weren't. we didn't go. We had plans to go. We did have we plans, go. but we're not going to get into that. We're, we're not going to get into, into the why our, our plans got ruined. And we could have used our, uh, the promo code for the Metal Hand of God podcast. We could have used that 10% freaking promo code. 10%. We could have used that promo code from this awesome Yeah, but we're podcast. not going to we're not gonna get into the uh, deets of why our plans got ruined. Because yeah. certain people don't want their business on air. So anyway, anyway. we just want to tell them people to listen to this episode. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's going to be the uh, end of our beautiful music segment um if you want to recap of what we just talked about so we um talked about lacuna coil they are coming out with a new album this year they released their first time ever book in november 2018 called nothing stands in our way which includes baby pictures post baby pictures and memorabilia and backstage stuff um, Hailstorm will be on tour this year, starting in March to November. Only coming to the U.S. twice to Ohio and South asses. Carolina. Them bitches and Ariana Grande's "Thank You Next" is number one song number in one America, song right, in America right, now. right now. This is really fucking Crazy. embarrassing. <laughs> um, Van Halen is reunited. Is a rumor to reunite with Michael Anthony, the original mm-hmm. basis of Van Halen, and Molly Crew might capitalize on their movie coming out. Yeah. And Molly Crew does have a movie coming out too. On Netflix. Yeah. On Netflix in March called The Dirt. Yeah. And Vince Neil likes it. So that's that's pretty exciting news. Yeah, well, well, that would be all for this segment of Full Metal Music News. I have been your host, Kid Cook, and always with me is the lovely and attractive Amanda Jane. And we're going to kick it back over to the guys in the Metal Hand of God podcast. Oh my God, that just blew your mind. next time for another episode of Full Metal Music News with Kid Cook and the amazing Amanda Jane. Later, kids. Ah, that was a lot of knowledge. Right on there. Right you know, there. That you was. Burned your face with knowledge right there. It was there. a lot of knowledge of music and fantasy. I feel very intelligent well-rounded music musically yeah. speaking now see yeah. well, it, but you came onto the show that way so that that helps yeah, oh, yeah true yeah, yeah exactly so, so but uh, uh, yeah that's a great segment um i'm looking forward to the next one i've i've you know i was told i was I, told the, I know next what one. the next one's gonna be about i don't want to say any spoilers. oh okay oh, yeah. i was gonna say we had we had a we had a hint of what, what the next one's gonna be yeah, about but, but all right I, all right I, I, it's music and it's a movie that's all i'm saying yes yes oh. so, um so it's coming uh, speaking of more, I have I have a story I wanted to tell y'all because you were talking about Soundgarden, Soundgarden, and stuff like that. And, and as a kid, the first time I got to see Soundgarden was in '91 or '90. Okay. When uh, Lollapalooza tour, the second right. year Lollapalooza went around, I think it was '91, '92, um, and it came down here, and and it was ridiculous. There was a ton of people, and Soundgarden was was playing. So that was like the first. That was the first time I actually got to see them live, and and. You know, being a kid back then, I was all into them, and they were fucking fantastic. But the coolest, the cool part of the story was, on that tour was Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Jesus and Mary Chain, uh, Ministry, um, who else? Porno for Pyros, I think, was on that. Yeah, they were on that. It was Porno yeah. for Pyros, but they were on the side stage. They were on a small stage. 
I remember that. And then there was I forget who the other bigger bands were on the other stage. But that that night before it had poured down raining here. Okay, like it was awful. Like if you ever been to Louisiana, you know that we get fucking horrible rain and it's like flooding all the time. So not not really all the time, but you know. Uh, so the it was outside, so the the fields and shit were full of mud. And I'm not talking about like a little bit of mud. It was up to my knees at some points, and we were walking through all this shit. So we're standing by the side stage where Perry Farrell and them were were waiting for a point for powers to go on. And uh, so this right in front of the 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 stage is this huge huge mud pit. Like and there's like all these people are, are way away from it. But me and my friends it was like ten of us. We're all standing. By the mud pit, and we all decided, you know what? Let's fucking mud wrestle, right? We're we're sixty year old <laughs> kids, you know. Whatever, fuck it, we'll do this. Makes perfect sense. Exactly. So we started fucking around and throwing mud and being stupid. Well, I lean up against the the barricade, and lo and behold, I get tapped on my shoulder. I'm like, great, you know. I'm thinking to myself, the fucking security guards are here to tell us we can't do this shit, right? I turn around, it's Perry Farrell and Dave Navarro, and they asked us if they we could go over there on the other side of the bench, other side of the thing, and take pictures with them sliding in the mud on their side. And of course, I said, fuck yeah, why not? Yeah, so, why not? So like three of us got over on the, on the other side of the barricades, and we went over there and we hung out with those three, those two guys. Um, I can not Cornell, it wasn't Chris Cornell, it was, it was the guitar player from Soundgarden. Um, oh, Kim Thiel or whatever. Yeah, the bass player from um, um, uh, Pearl Jam, and standing on the other side was Al Jurgensen watching us do this. And there nice. were pictures of us covered in fucking filth, just standing there with these guys. And they had them all in our new in the newspaper, local newspaper out here. It was no shit. It was a great story. The you know like because everybody was like, I don't believe that happened. I'm like, motherfucker, look, there we are. <laughs> It's printed and it's for real, and now you can look at it. That's great, man. You go, you know. I wonder if I can pull it up on the picture on the internet. Wait, what? I wonder if you can pull that picture, of that paper up on. I don't know. I don't know. I might have to look that up because it, I'm That's sure really you could. Cool. I'm sure you could. Yeah, but like some yeah. kind of archive has to have it. But it was Somebody's it was one of the like most surreal moments, you know, because as a fucking little kid, you know, sitting there right. going like the guy I'm getting ready to watch on stage yep. is talking to me you know yeah that's really rad that is really cool yeah and then the only other very cool moment that not let I me mean, i've had a bunch of very cool moments but with meeting like one of my all-time favorite singers was uh you, you of course you should know who minor threat is right of course <laughs> right well we went to see fugazi Nice. And Fugazi was playing at a, a little bitty place. We got there super early because we knew it was going to be a packed place. This was we We're still in high school. We were high school kids. So we're standing outside sitting in this, like, uh, it looks like a draw door, like a garage door. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there just bullshitting. It's, it, the, the door is to um, the club. You know, the, that's where the band loads all their shit in and whatever. So we're sitting there. We hear people fucking around behind us, but we're not, we're not bothering anybody, you know. Well, Ian McKay walks up behind us and asks us, tells us, hey, guys, you guys are going to have to get out the way because we have to shut these doors so we can do sound check. And we're like, none of us could talk at that moment. You know, we're like standing there and he's like, holy fuck, you're Ian McKay, dude, you know? Right. And uh, he goes, give me a second. I was like, okay. And he said, he walked over to the guy and he said, and then he waved to us to come inside. So we went in and he said, he told him, says, these guys are going to watch our sound check. We're going to shut the door, and they're going to watch, and they're going to go out. And we got to watch him play two fucking songs, dude. It was so awesome, and then they let us, oh, really they let cool. us cool. It was very cool of him. 
That's super cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of things going on, where is 2019 taking Sunflower Dead this year? I know you've, you've got a lot more going on with this album. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got the uh, the benefit coming up. Uh, any uh, definite plans, big plans? Do you have any big events that you're thinking about doing? I know that um, in February, early February, we're playing a local show here out in California at a really small venue that is is uh, it's going to be sold out pretty quick. We're going to do that, and I think we're going to announce that this week. And then um, we are looking for touring, and um, as the opportunities come, we'll be putting that out. We're going to shoot a video for the second single um, that'll probably be released in springtime, I would assume, and then when and then that'll go to radio, and then hopefully be touring all summer, and then hopefully by the fall have a third single on the radio with a third video, and just keep on going until we have to write a new record, and hopefully we'll be in a position where enough people want it that we can go in and, and do you know that acoustic EP, and then a third re- a fourth record. That is what I'm fucking talking about. I think the third single is going to be kept down. But again, every, every song that I've heard so far, especially in this album is amazing. Like I said, it's, 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 it's a, an interesting transition from, from just the last album by itself to this album here. Thank uh, you guys have, have really, and uh, uh, you, you've outdone yourself on this album. I, I agree, man. It's, it's really, really incredible. good. It, it's, it's, it's darkness, it's light, it's it's drama, it's in your face. It's just exactly what what needs to be happening and especially with you guys right now. I think you guys have nailed it. You you've owned it. 2018 was your year for sure. 2019 you're going to start to own this year for sure. Uh and I think it's it's just going to be amazing things for Sunflower Dead from this point on. Awesome. I hope so, man. I like your good fortune teller. I'm cool with it. <laughs> All right. 395 a minute, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nice well dude look thank you so much for coming back on the show man look you're always fucking welcome on here and you 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 know that you know hands down anytime even if you even if we don't ask you you. yeah you guys are huge even if you don't ask us if we don't have anything to to promote or whatever you want to come on just to bullshit about movies and shit you know you're always welcome man awesome i appreciate that it's always a good time to do it right on but uh, anyway, so we are at our fucking 800-hour limit. And uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, guys, I was your host, Wayne. I'm the rum guy. And I, again, I want to say thank you to Mr. Michael Delfizo for joining us from Sunflower Dead. Thank you, guys. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to keep it, keep it, keep it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it.